Welcome everyone to 123 Yes Wrestling, where we want to bring the love back to professional wrestling. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm joined by Corey and Ed, who's got the flu, so we're missing Ed tonight, but me and Corey are here to talk about the superstar shakeup. How are we doing, Corey? Wait a minute. Before I even say how I'm doing, I'm going to call bluff on this. Last week, he was in Orlando. I called, you know, bluff on his uh, geography ability. I said that he probably doesn't know how to get back. And I'm going to say that Ed is still in Orlando. So, Ed, if you're listening, yes, I'm saying it. You're in Orlando, and you just don't know how to get back to Illinois. Yep, he just doesn't have an internet connection, so he can't jump on Skype like he could last week. But to answer, you know, how I'm doing, um, I'm doing very well. I'm finally on my spring break, which it seems, yeah, I know, right? It seems like I should have had a spring break weeks ago, like all the other. snow last week, so, you know. Uh, No, don't even get me started. So this week, we officially accomplished all four seasons. At the beginning of the week, we had snow. Then not even two days later, we had 75-degree weather. Then it dropped into the, I think, 50s. And then yesterday we got a ton of rain, including today. So we've covered the entire spectrum wow. of weather in one week. And, Chris, I know you used to live out here, so, and I'm sure you're probably not missing it. And believe me, this is this particular week I think I have truly contemplated just moving. In fact, one of the teachers in my building just moved out your way to nice. San Antonio. And he was, uh, he he happened to send us a picture because he realized we were experiencing this weather, and he's out there experiencing what obviously you experience. And yeah, a little jealous, buddy. It's nice. I like it. it. We were in the 80s today. Sunshine, nice little breeze. We had some crazy rainstorms last night, but nothing too, yeah. nothing too crazy. Nothing then, like that. And then the other cool thing that I definitely want to mention, you know, to, to the listeners, I'm I'm going to get the opportunity to see Dolph Ziggler's uh, comedy show this weekend. I'm going to be actually traveling out to San Francisco. So I, I'm totally thrilled about this uh, comedy show experience. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to try to figure out a way to get my wife. to. There's a Q&A part. And if there's any way that I could possibly ask a question, I'm going to see if the wife can, you know, figure out a way to record it. And maybe to our listeners, maybe I can sneak it in. I mean, I know we're a small podcast and, you know, maybe nobody's paying attention and maybe I can sneak that audio That's our how way. we get away with stuff, you know. It's when we stop getting away with it, then we know we've really made it, right? Um, if anything, you yeah. should get him to record a... See if you can if you if you get a one on one or if he does autographs or something, if you could get him to record a this is Dolph Ziggler and you've been listening to one, two, three, yes, wrestling. That'd be kinda cool. <laughs> that that would be cool. Like an old that school would be radio cool. thing. So something to keep in mind while you're out yeah. there rubbing elbows. All rubbing right. elbows. But in case you didn't know, this is the only episode twenty five of 123 Yes Wrestling there will ever be. We have a full show for you this week, including all of the fallout from the Superstar Shakeup and more turmoil behind the scenes of the WWE. As always, you can join the discussion by emailing us at 123YesWrestling at gmail.com. Make sure you leave your name and where you're writing from so we can give you a proper shout-out. You can subscribe to us where you listen to podcasts. We are everywhere, and we just keep popping up on more and more places, so chances are, if you're listening to us, 
you found us. So make sure you always follow and like us on Facebook and Twitter and all those good things. All those all those uh, links are in the notes. And we're always looking for reviews. How many review stars are we looking for, Corey? Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. That's right. So I want to thank you guys for sending out your emails and doing all that good stuff for us. We got an email from James in Georgia. He asks the question, what does 123Yes Wrestling mean? Is it a Daniel Bryan tribute? Is it just oh, pinning? What, oh, what does 123Yes oh, oh, oh. Wrestling mean, Corey? You know what? I mean, since this is episode 25, you know, we're already 25 episodes in. And maybe, you know, this is the question that really everybody's really wanting to know. So to all our listeners, to anybody that thinks that the one, two, three, yes, wrestling name has anything to do with Daniel Bryan, you are sadly, sadly mistaken. So the name one, two, three, yes, wrestling really goes back to high school for us, which, you know, is unfortunately a long time ago. Not going to reveal the years and it involves myself and Chris, and our buddy Donald, and we had this game that we played, and it's kind of like tag, you know, where, you know, you touch the other person, and they're it. Well, in our case, it was, you, like, touched the other person, and you said, one, two, three, and then that was a pin, so then you would say, yes. And then you would just run away. Because you were then the champion. So it was one, two, three, yes. Right. And then you would run away because we were then the champs. So the idea was by the end of the, whatever night we were hanging out, watching pay-per-views, watching wrestling, whatever we were doing, by the end of the night, you wanted to be champion. You wanted to go home as champion to defend your imaginary title later. So And so you'd have to do it as fast as possible. So it was always, you'd always hear one, two, three, yes, one, two, three, yes. And for the listeners to understand this, you know, obviously when you think of a one, two, three, you think of a pin. Now, please understand that, you know, when we're doing this in school or out in the neighborhood, nobody's laying down on the ground. The shoulders are not actually down. This is nothing more than just touching the body of somebody else, a shoulder, arm, back, chest, whatever. They could be totally standing. And then we say one, two, three, yes. And then we're the champions. So, there is no logic behind how we apparently got the, quote, pin. But the funny thing was, it always agitated all of us. If we ended up getting busted and got caught with a one, two, three, yes, and we lost. So, and this is really, I mean, Chris, I think you can admit to this. I, I think this is a game that truly hasn't 100% stopped because even when we get together, even with our buddy Donald, you know, we get together, you know, maybe once a year and... It will always come back. Yeah, I remember we were over at another buddy's house drinking, and Don came up to me, and he shook my hand. He said, it's good to see you, buddy. And then he leaned over, and he, while he was holding my hand, he whispered in my ear, one, two, three, yes. And I was like, oh, God, Just... he got me. And nobody in the room knew. So it was funny when that movie Tag came out, and they kept talking about that, because the first thing I pictured was us doing one, two, three, yes, running around the place. Um, doing that at weddings, doing, I mean, we've done it just about it everywhere. And it's a game that we've been playing for 20 years. Like no, no exaggeration on that. We've been doing this for 20 years. One, two, three. Yes. Yeah. So somebody apparently stole the idea and made it a movie. 
Darn it, we didn't get there we first. We didn't get there first. But, you know, ours is wrestling-related. It wouldn't have made the mainstream. But, yeah, James in Georgia, that is where 123Yes Wrestling came from. I hope you enjoyed the response because it was definitely a little more than probably you expected. Yeah, probably been like, uh, I like Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Which, of course, the theme song <laughs> kind of does... Uh, doesn't, yeah, doesn't help yeah, that. we don't I need help to change the cause that there. Days. Now that we're at episode 25, we'll have to get a, an actual theme song and not my my MIDI keyboard <laughs> music. Anyway, well, let's move on with the Curtain Jerker, which we're going to do a little bit different this week because there hasn't been a lot of news. It's been the same news for the past two weeks now. Uh, it's WWE's Talent Crisis. And I'm wondering, is it a crisis? So the big news since since WrestleMania has been Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks hasn't shown up, Sasha Banks this, Sasha Banks that. So I broke down the entire timeline for just our listeners, for Corey, to go on to this thing. But anybody who might not know all of the dirt between Sasha Banks, Bailey, and the WWE, and what's going on. So back earlier, and probably for years, Sasha and Bailey have been petitioning for the women's tag team titles to be created. They've been talking about it. It's just been a thing. At uh, the elimination pay-per-view in February this year, they finally win them, and they're the inaugural current you know, uh, WWE Tag Team Champs. Now, apparently the impression they were given is that they were going to have a lengthy, lengthy title run that includes going down to NXT, SmackDown, Raw. They're going to defend these titles. They're going to do all kinds of stuff. Um, and they did go down to NXT as well and say, hey, we're going we're gonna to come back and we're going to defend these titles. Uh, they did successfully defend the titles at Fastlane pay-per-view, so they did get one actual defense, um, which is actually a record for Sasha Banks, who after five women's championships never successfully defended them. She would win her women's title, and the next time she has to defend it, she would lose, usually on Raws. So it's a big deal for Sasha Banks, who never defended a title. Then they were, uh, the rumor, a lot of this goes into rumor and speculation, and I have a couple people here that I, I name when I do quote these people. So, of course, take all of this with a grain of salt, because none of it could be true, all of it could be true, a hazy middle. But apparently, the rumors were that at WrestleMania on that Sunday, they were told, Bailey and Sasha, that is, that they were dropping the title to the Iconics, Corey's favorite tag team, Right. Oh, absolutely. Iconic. And they were going back to solo competition after WrestleMania. So WrestleMania happens, and after a 49-day title reign, they drop the titles to the Iconics. So Bailey and Sasha, after they've spent years petitioning for these titles, were told they were going to get a lengthy run. Going to all the different uh, divisions, NXT, SmackDowns, they got 49 days and defended them once. And for my record, I didn't see much of it, and we'll probably talk about it. They were constantly cut off the Hulu cut, so I didn't even see them as the tag champs. So then there were rumors that came out from Ryan Satan Satin that uh, started to come out that at Mania, Sasha Banks and Bailey were rumored to be lying on the floor of the locker room and back at the hotel, loudly making it known they were unhappy about losing the titles. And then the Monday after WrestleMania, so this was last Monday, Sasha posted cryptic tweets about her unhappiness. And she misses that Raw appearance. And she was supposed to be on the Wendy Williams show that Monday. And she no-showed that. They were told, the Wendy Williams show was told personal reasons. And they gave the producers, had to scramble to find a replacement. 
So then all the real rumors started coming up as what's going on with Sasha. She's missing shows. She's not on Raw. She's putting out cryptic tweets. Then, you know, rumors started coming out that Banks tried to quit. Brian, uh, Dave Meltzer came out and said, WrestleMania weekend, Sasha Banks tried to quit the WWE, asked for her release. Due to this, uh, Meltzer also said that she's been given a few weeks by the WWE to think about, think things through before sticking to the choice the company believes may have been a rash decision. So then poor Bailey, after these rumors come out about her, on the Monday after WrestleMania, she gets jobbed out to Alexa Bliss, who made her in-ring return, which she hasn't wrestled again since, uh, got jobbed out to Alexa. Then they moved Bailey this week, which we'll get a lot more into, but they moved her to SmackDown, so now her and Sasha are on separate shows. And even it was, and once again, we'll probably get into a little bit more, but you know, Bailey got some hardcore reaction and booze on Tuesday when she showed up on SmackDown. Uh, her reaction was a little harsh, and it makes me wonder if it's due to some of these reports. Um, while all that's happening, Sasha Banks is on vacation with her husband in the Dominican Republic, just kind of living it up at the moment as they figure out what they're going to do. Her husband also works as a costume designer for WWE, so he's posted things too. all these... Uh, all these tweets about how hard it is, making hard decisions when your dreams aren't worth it anymore. So we kind of have this timeline of the past two weeks of just disgruntledness. And even this week that came out as we're going through the news, Luke Harper and Alexander Wolf of Sanity both asked for their release as well. So now we have all of this talent that's asking for their release. All of these crazy rumors that are coming out of WrestleMania between Sasha, Bailey, Corey. I know that was a lot. Absorb it, bring it in, <laughs> exhale is out something so, good. <laughs> all right, the teacher in me is going to break this down and break small it down. Pieces. So I let's start with that uh, way too, but you know, yeah, that's fine. Let's start with Sasha Banks and, and Bailey. Um, from the beginning, this is just my opinion. Maybe people, you know, listeners have different opinions. I just wasn't bought into this tag team, and it's because they were established as single stars. So. And historically, anytime you've looked at guys that were single stars and they put them as a tag team, and even if they won the tag team titles, you know, I mean, good look. I, I think Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold had tag team titles at one point. Uh, the Rock and Mankind, you know, like these odd single stars that just coincidentally win a tag title. And all of them, it was short runs. Bobby Roode and Chad Because, uh, <laughs> don't even get me started on that one. But the the thing is, is like if you were already established originally as a single star, you being put into a tag team is just weird. That's the reason why Bobby Roode and Chad Gable thing isn't working right now because WWE originally tried to put Bobby Roode as a single star and he had a lot of success in NXT. Then they come up to WWE and they just, I guess, didn't know what to do with him and then they just decide to pair him up and Chad Gable's not the right guy. If anything else, I mean, bring back his old uh, tag team partner. Um, what's his name? I forgot. Um, the beer money tag team. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's part of the reason why I don't have an issue with in the shakeup that they split them up now. Okay. Maybe they, you know, looked at their singles position as, you know, they weren't going anywhere. Maybe this tag team thing was something to give them some momentum and, and a little bit of a push. Okay. But, I don't think they're seeing this clearly in the fact that fans, I don't, it, 
I don't think fans really get bought into teams that aren't a legitimate team. Now, I know I'm being biased because I, you know, everyone knows I'm a big fan of the Iconics. I'm the big fan of the Iconics because they're a team. They're not, they're, they weren't singles competitors originally and then put together as a team. So they're a combo. And you can tell in their promos, they are a team. The way they do the promos is a team. And quite honestly, I just find them entertaining. So I think WWE, in my opinion, is making the right move here. Because we need to legitimize these tag team titles. And the only way to truly legitimize them is you got to put them on a tag team. So now on the flip side, I'm a, and, and I don't know. Like I said, I'm just a fan. But if I was Bailey or Sasha, okay, I'm dropping the titles. And then if I'm being told that, you know, we're going to go back to singles, to me, I would be excited about that. Okay. Now I can get back on track the way I originally wanted to be. Because I think both of them originally wanted to be single stars. So, now granted, I don't know that, you know, the the stuff behind the scenes and, you know, what they were truly told. But I just, I all this drama that they're creating, this is the other part, you know. I don't see the the benefit of any of these superstars going to social media and and mentioning that they want their release or going to WWE and asking for their release. I, I think all you're doing is you're you're basically making WWE. They're just going to tell you, like, no, we're just going to hold you to your contract so that, you know, you're stuck here. And now we're just going to make you even more irrelevant. And then you're going to lose all your... Uh, negotiating power with these other companies because you're just, you know, in the wrestling world, you can die off quick and people can just simply care less about you. So, uh, it's, it's just, it's a crazy time right now. And I feel too many WWE superstars are trying to, and this is another, my opinion. I think they're trying to take advantage of this whole AEW effect where I guess now there's an option out there, which I don't know if you read. Uh, I was reading some from uh, Cody, and Cody even referenced that when it comes to talent that he's bringing to uh, AEW, he is not actually as concerned about bringing these unhappy WWE people. He's actually wanting to hire these no-name independent guys. Because if you just looked recently, he signed another guy that I'm not familiar with. So they're clearly trying to establish their own identity. They don't want to do the WCW formula where you're just taking all these guys that might have had some success in WWE and you're trying to, you know, take advantage of that. Yeah, if anything, they're going to take, they're going to want to take the people that maybe WWE dropped the ball with. And blow them up and try sure. to say, I could see them doing that. Like, I could see them taking a, a Ty Dillinger over a Dean Ambrose. You know, it's like, all right, let's take Ty and let's, let's blow him up like you guys couldn't do. But Dean Ambrose, there's, there's too much of a brand on him where it's just like, we're going to have to pay him a bunch of money. Then he's going to overshadow our guys. He's going to do all this stuff. So, and as a promoter, I mean, it, if you don't feel that you need to have that overshadowing, why would you want it? Why would you want that drama? Why would you want that target? 
Um, none of it really yeah. makes sense. With the Sasha and Bailey situation, it's just kind of crazy because you would imagine if they felt that they were going to be treated fair, why wouldn't they have won the tag titles at WrestleMania? You know, it's like they kept yeah. wanting them. They're gonna. I didn't even think they were gonna win that match because why would they? Why would they win at a random elimination chamber pay per view when WrestleMania is six weeks away? Why don't you have that big moment? You know they're always gonna do a big moment at WrestleMania. I would have expected to drop those belts. Now I understand if I'm being told otherwise, and day of they come to me and they say, "Hey, you're gonna drop the belts," but at the same time as they've said, it's a prop. You know, it's like I'm sorry that we're gonna go a different direction. What else you got for me? I can understand being upset. I can understand being disappointed. Um, be loudly voicing your concerns and, like I said, the asking for your release and wanting to quit is, I mean, one thing. I quit my job. We've all quit jobs before and, you know, sometimes in frustration, sometimes out of necessity. But it's just when you're under a contract, what do you I just think that because to me, as I look at a lot of careers over the span of the years, you know, it's like a roller coaster. You you got your high points and then you got your low points. And I don't think anybody can stay on top the entire time. And if even even if you look at you know even our the, the top guys, you know Stone Cold, Triple H, you know, and, and the list goes on. I mean, everybody's got to dip down and kind of get off the the main event picture. I mean, even you know Roman Reigns when he came back, you know. He's not in the title hunt right now. And I'm sure they're going to wait a little bit before he eventually pops up. Now everyone knows that he's eventually going to pop up. But you kind of just got to ride the wave. And go when ahead, you look Chris. at a lot of those guys, especially from the Attitude Area, your Rocks and Austins, their runs were three years, five years tops of when they were the top. They had their, you know, they rose up to it when they got there. They rode it for a couple of years. Roman Reigns has already outlasted them. John, you know, until John Cena, those guys only lasted three years, and then they were gone, and they moved on to something else, and they stepped down, and a lot of them just straight up left due to either injury or just, I'm done. So it's one of those things where I don't know where these people are coming in expecting this, like, lifetime career and then want to be on top forever. You know, Sasha, they screwed up as soon as they brought her to the – main roster and decided they never wanted to make her heal she ne they never wanted her to be a bad guy when the only reason she thrived in nxt was because she was a bad guy she was the legit boss she stole the little girl's you know tiara and broke it or stole her flowers or whatever she did you know she made you hate her you bring her and you just expect her to get cheered and cheered and cheered and it what are you supposed to do with her? But the but the tricky part there was she came in and then Charlotte came in. And it's like, you know, Sasha, yeah, it was clearly a heel. But then Charlotte came in and it's like, ah, oh, man, it's like kind of like Austin and Rock. You know, who who's who's the better face of the company? And it's just like somebody's got to win. And I'm going to be honest with you. Charlotte has delivered. I'm sorry that this is life, you know. Every job is competitive. You know, people are always fighting for position. And the fact is, somebody's got to win when it comes to that battle for position. And whether we like it or not, that's just a matter of an opinion. But, you know, it's with Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, Becky Lynch. The fact is, that was just, you got a solid group of people. And when it's that competitive, I mean... It's very hard to succeed. 
And and then all of a sudden now you got Ronda Rousey that comes into the mix and really throws everything off. I mean, it's like that's that's just a spirit of competition. Yeah, and I mean and that's why you come in, you're under contract, you you know, you go out there and do it. I my problem, especially since the main roster, Sasha always makes me nervous. Like she always just seems like she's gonna hurt herself and she goes for moves yeah. that make me nervous. She goes and I've said before it's she needs to plan for that next step because the way she wrestles so haphazardly, she's not going to have a long career. So it's like she really needs to plan for if she's going to continue to wrestle the way she does and throws her body around and has already had some back issues. She tries suicide dives that she can't make and falls on her face. You know, she just does things that make me nervous. You know, she's not smooth. Yeah. She can put together a match and she can go, but since she's been to the main roster, it seems like she's trying too hard. And it makes me nervous more than excited. Right. And then, you know, and that's a, a downfall for her. And then uh, Luke Harper, you know, um, I feel bad for him. Great wrestler. But, you know, outside of the Wyatt family, who is he? And I think, and that's where people got to understand. It's it's not that WWE doesn't see him as a talent, but it's like, what character is he? If you're not going the... Wyatt family route. I mean, even Rowan, in my opinion, it's, yeah, they paired him with Daniel Bryan. Did he really fit in that whole thing? My opinion, no. And he's going to be another one that's just going to get lost in the shuffle because how, you know, and this is where it comes to your talent and your ability to broaden your horizons as a character. And can you actually do it? Some people can't. And Luke Harper, I feel, is a victim of it's a typecasting. You're stuck in that that one particular role, and right now, obviously, by the way it looks, uh, Bray Wyatt is is going a, a slightly different direction that does not need Rowan or Harper. What's crazy with Luke Harper is that you could shave his beard and you could rename him in anything that you want, as long as he can pull it off, and no one would know who it was. And that's true. If you, if you now, sh- I don't know what he looks I, like without the beard. If he but... loses that beard, I have no idea what that man would look like. And if you put him in a different outfit completely, named him something different, I bet you it would be a little bit before I figured out who he was. But the only problem that I have with that, though, is it's like once you find out who he is, then it's like you can't detach. Like It's it's almost like weird. You know, it's, it's I mean, goodness, I, I, I remember the very few occasions when Hulk Hogan actually shaved his mustache. In WCW, I know a lot of people probably don't remember mm-hmm. that, but and I found that that weird. I found it very weird because you know when you get, especially facial features, once you become accustomed to a certain look, it's hard to look at a person when they change it. In fact, I don't know if you, uh, AJ Styles. Oh yeah, I you see that this. he kind of adjusted his look, and to me, it was weird. Yeah, he trimmed his beard a and little. Keep too in short. mind. And keep in mind, I've seen him when he was in TNA, and he was totally clean shaved. Mm-hmm. I have a picture with him when he was totally clean shaved. Yeah, short hair, clean you shaved. Know? Right. So it's just weird when you get accustomed to a look. It's hard to transition out of it. So do you think out of these people now, you know, they're all trying to do the Ty Dillinger, you know, where I'm going to put out a statement and say, "Hey, social media, the world, I asked for my release. Thank you to the WWE." They're basically acting like they've already been released without being released it worked for ty dillinger ty dillinger asked for it 
put out a statement that said pretty much, I did this. Thank you to all my fans. Thank you to the WWE. Thank you to the management. Thank you, everybody. It's been a pleasure. And then he was granted his release. And he's, you know, on whatever no-compete clause, he's out into the world doing whatever he's doing. So now everybody seems like they want to try to pull the same move. And Luke Harper... Now, technically, I guess Sasha's done it, at least rumors, is that Sasha's asked for her release. Luke Harper, and like I said, Alexander Wolf of Sanity, he either asked for his release or is going back to NXT, but he put out a statement like he's leaving. So, I mean, Luke Harper, he's under contract till November. So, I mean, it's like, is he going to get his release? I mean, what are, do you think that these people should be asking for this release? So... First off, anybody who like I'll tell you right now, Bailey and Sasha, and, and I know Bailey didn't request anything. Um, no way. Anyone who is actually a well-established name, it's not going to happen, and especially someone that's still well-established currently. Now, Luke Harper, someone that's been off TV for a lengthy period of time, his contract's up in November. There's a possibility that he could get released. But let's let's now put our let's put our feet into the shoes of Vince McMahon and people in the higher ups. If you, if you keep accepting releases, when does it stop then? Then suddenly you're sending the message to employees. Oh, so when you're not happy, you can just go on social media, make your complaint, say, I want my release. And then it gets granted. I, at some point, everybody has got to put their foot down. You just can't do it. Ty Dillinger, let's be honest, he wasn't being used. He was, you know, he was irrelevant. You know, he was a talent. He was good, you know, but unfortunately, WWE didn't utilize him. So for anyone that's not being utilized, I, I could see them possibly granting releases because who cares? So who do you uh, put Sasha your Banks? foot down on, a Sasha or a Luke Harper? You definitely put your foot down on Sasha Banks. No doubt in my mind. In fact, they might even to a certain degree put their foot down on Luke Harper because people do still like he's he's still a, a fairly established name. I know he's been off TV for a while. I mean, he's kind of borderline. Luke Harper, if he shows up somewhere else, someone would want to do something with him. And you know what? And there's a chance, like you said, Cody Rhodes said, if a Luke Harper becomes a free agent and a Sasha becomes free agent, he might go for Luke over Sasha. And I would. I probably because, would, too. Because the, the cool thing is is that Luke Harper, you know, that Bray Wyatt family thing has been, you know, he's been so disconnected from it now where this is a opportunity to just rebrand him. Sasha Banks, you know, is, is too fresh. She was just at WrestleMania, you know, as a tag team champions, even though there's a 90-day clause if you get released. Um, I, I just... I think Cody needs to be very careful with this. And I'm sure he is smart enough to realize this, that, you know, they're just the hot thing right now. They're the trend. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he's stupid enough to just hire everybody that is upset with the current company they're in and, and want to find another, uh, another place to work. I, I think Cody is currently, as I look at this roster, I'm excited to watch it because there's so many guys I'm not familiar with. So it's going to feel fresh. And I feel that they're going to create an identity. It's not meant to be WWE. And as long as they're not trying to be WWE, 
they're going to be just fine. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, WWE, if they decide they want to hold out on Luke Harper, I mean, like I said, Luke Harper's contract's up till November. You throw a 90-day no-compete clause on there, you're looking at February before he can actually show up anybody anywhere. If you decide you want to tack on the past six months that he's been out, you're you know looking at a year that this dude could be forced out of the spotlight if they really wanted to um, not let him go, but then say, okay, go home. They got enough money that they can just pay out whatever his contract is if they need to. And that's a whole year. I mean, a Luke Harper, I don't know if he can handle a year on the sidelines out of the spotlight. So it's kind of kind of crazy. It'd be interesting to see. I know some reports are coming out that uh, Sasha was going to no-show money in the bank and everything else. So it'll be interesting to see, and I'm sure this will not be the last time we will talk about it. But we're going to move on to the mid-card wrap-up, which starts every week as we find out what happened from Mr. Fitness for the sits and fits. Really, guys? Tag that's what this whole show has been based around is a game of tag. How childish could that possibly be? And the fact that the game still isn't over is ridiculous. Oh, Corey, by the way. One, two, three. Yes. Now I'm champion. No. Hello, wannabe gym rats. Mr. Fitness here for the weekly sits and fits. Just like TV shows, WWE has started a brand new season. And we start with the Superstar Shakeup. So what's new? Lacey Evans finally steps, uh, stops making appearances and actually has a match. And wins. And now if I can make any sense out of it, she's the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship? Man, that's faster than WWE's burial of EC3. Lars Sullivan has finally here in WWE. But on what show? I mean, he shows up on every show. He kills Kurt. Then he kills R-Truth. I think he killed the Hardys somewhere in there. I mean, good Lord. He's killing people worse than Vince McMahon is killing the War Raiders. Speaking of the War Raiders, what in the burpees is Vince actually thinking by changing the name of War Raiders to the Viking Experience? What kind of... Even if a name change was made, needed, this is the best that a billion-dollar company can come up with? Does anyone on the creative team actually have the balls to tell Vince that his idea simply sucks? Just say no to Vince. That should be a new hashtag. A dollhouse. A rocking horse. Stuffed animals. And Jigsaw? Uh, I mean, a Sister Abigail doll? Finally, we are going to see Bray Wyatt come back and he isn't coming alone. Hashtag, we're coming. KO becomes the big O? Because clearly Kevin Owens isn't over enough, and putting him in the New Day will do it. This better lead to a heel turn and Owens getting a title shot. Otherwise, what's the point of doing this crap? 
And then, of course, Roman Reigns is now on SmackDown. And, of course, Vince McMahon is making you believe that he is against it when Roman Reigns, Superman, punches him and knocks him out. But don't be fooled, Morlocks. This is what he wanted all along, because remember, you need to cheer Roman Reigns. Overall, the Superstar shakeup was quite honestly a little boring. But if you ask Corey what he thought of this week's wrestling, he'd probably say it was iconic. This is Mr. Fitness's weekly sits and fits. Don't sit, just stay fit. All right, thank you, Mr. Fitness, and you are right. I believe I had several text messages this week talking about how the Superstar shakeup was iconic, and I had another word for it, mediocre, (laughs) was kind of where I fell with this, uh, and I had that in the notes, the mediocre Superstar shakeup. I, like, like Mr. Fitness said, this was the first, this is like season premiere, this is where we're going. And the way that they put together this, these shake-up show, shows, the way that they announced people showing up, like who's on what show, where, you know, if a SmackDown guy shows up, but then when you have people pulling double duty, how are you supposed to know what the hell's going on? And then just the moves and what they're doing was just very lackluster. You know, you're just kind of there. How did you feel about the overall before we get well, into the nitty-gritty? I mean, when you actually look at the names, when you look at it on paper, it really is just kind of, eh, really? Because, you know, obviously, you know, we've we've been around for, you know, all the the shakeups and the drafts and whatever they've called it. So, and usually they kind of make, you know, at least a couple of the shakeups a really big deal. And yeah, I mean, some of these, you know, kind of fell flat, but I do got to really um, compliment some of them because I, I, I think where we're going is positive. It's just, we're not there yet. Well, I find a hard time, like, being excited about some of these moves when the shows were still so similar. So the shows didn't feel different. Like, case in point, Raw, the main event, we still saw Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Baron Corbin team up. Yeah, they're fighting different people, one different person. And yeah, there's a couple other people, but it's still the same tag teams, the same three heels that they want to push that nobody wants especially as a group. Nobody wants to see the three of them. I really didn't watch that main event because I'm like, I don't care about those three guys. You knew who was going to win. You knew how the match was going to go. I didn't care because as soon as I saw that that was their main event and it was, you know, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, and Seth Rollins fighting Lashley, McIntyre, and Corbin, eh, I lost just is one of those things where that's still same old raw. I mean, that's the same old raw that we had in November that they had to the McMahons had to come out and apologize for well, giving us. And, and, and the thing is, let's it. just be honest. The only reason why that match was even put together, the whole purpose was is to create that surprise AJ Styles entrance. And, and we can't look any further beyond that because when we go into next week, th- that's not going to happen anymore. So, and he and AJ Styles almost gave that away by opening the door during the Seth Rollins promo. Was backstage. that him? 
It was because I saw, I rewound it and paused it and you could see his shoulder and I was immediately, you could tell he was wearing a vest and I was like, well, it's either Randy Orton or AJ Styles. So when AJ Styles came out, I was like, it was one of the two of them. Yeah, because I... I because you could see his shoulder. So I think he just heard, like, Seth Rollins. Because right then, I watched it a couple times. And right then, Seth Rollins makes a comment like, you want to know who our partner is? And he pauses. And then that door opens. So I think AJ, for whatever reason, just was like, maybe I'm supposed to go. <laughs> God, talk about terrible. And uh, I'm almost positive. I saw his, his shoulder. And like I said, you could tell from the, the outfit with the vest. But let's go into who got moved to Raw. And then we'll okay. kind of break it down from there. Um, which is funny because, like I said, Raw was a little weird because, as we know, I watch it on Hulu, so things get cut out of Hulu. So a lot of these, some of them got just straight up cut. I had no idea. I had to look it up or watch other things later. But Cedric Alexander, they did a, a one sheet. So Cedric Alexander's from 205 Live, and he's moved to Raw, which I didn't see. Eric Young, so they broke up Sanity. I didn't see that. And that one, they apparently only showed in a one-shot picture too and they couldn't even be bothered to show it on the yeah. hulu you know it's not like it was a segment as mr fitness mentioned lacey evans is now officially on raw ec3 is officially on raw naomi and the usos were moved ray mysterio uh andrade and selena vega alistair black and ricochet are officially on raw they didn't make that a point you couldn't tell but they are the Miz was rumored, which I think is one of the underdog movements that nobody's talking about. The rumor is that Samoa Joe is going to be on Raw, but he was sick and wasn't able to be at Raw. But the rumored is Samoa Joe. And then we had AJ Styles. And then we had the biggest wave of the whole week, the War Raiders, or as we know them now, the Viking Experience. All right, let, let's go ahead and get that out of the way because I know that <laughs> that's creating a lot of heat. So... We as fans need to take a step back, and I know it's hard for us to do. I'm completely aware that, you know, in NXT, they're the War Raiders. The current NXT champions. Tag champs. They were actually on yesterday's episode wearing War Raider t-shirts. So here's here's where I think we as fans got to make sure. We have to understand that we really don't know as much as we think. And NXT is not on an actual network. It's, well, it's on the WWE Network, which is a subscription service. This is not on a TV station. And I think people forget that WWE has to cooperate with those TV stations. They can't just do whatever they want without the approval of these TV stations. And then on top of it, we got investors. Because it's a publicly traded company that WWE is. So, and I know, Chris, I know you were sending text messages. Ed was sending text messages. And believe me, I, I'm going to say for the record, I, I hate the name. I really hate the name. But when I took a step back and got out of my feelings, I realized I bet the real problem with it was the fact that in their name, they have the word war in it. And in today's society, war is a very political term. And when you have a network, and then you have these investors, and then you're flashing this word war, and investors and networks get very picky about language. 
that gets used on their network because this is a society where they will twist and turn and overanalyze every aspect and the term war raiders could be sending some kind of message that maybe the network or investors don't want to be affiliated with. And I'm, I, I think you're right. I do think you're right. And I think the biggest reason for that is not necessarily their name, but they do usually come out pumping their fists in the air saying war, 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 and they don't want to have stadiums worth of people just chanting war, war, war. Where what ruins your idea or your point is that the next night on SmackDown, Ember Moon comes out and calls herself the war goddess. Oh, man. <laughs> so it's like, wait, okay. you know, that she, that's apparently her new nickname. And I couldn't remember, so I just looked it up. And literally on WWE Superstars, Superstar, WWE Superstar page, the first sentence is, the war goddess has exemplified each of these moments so it's like i mean they're putting right there that that's her name she's the war goddess you you know it's funny chris so this is totally off topic (laughs) i really wish i i should take this clip of this part of the of the podcast and i wish i could show it to my students right now because we're actually in the middle of i'm teaching them how to do a debate and you just successfully did what is called the rebuttal like you challenged my evidence and you did it very well, by the way. So I, I got to applaud you. That, that That's what I call, I told the students, that's what we call a mic drop when you can challenge it and the other side that can't comment back. Um, yeah, I was nicer about it than I could have been. I had to, I did think yeah. about it because I thought about just shutting it down. But I was like, no, because you know what's funny, though, is when we're talking about the WWE, you're probably right. They saw the War Raiders and like, we can't have this tag team called War Raiders. Let's name them something different and let's do this. And they aren't even thinking and, about Ember Moon. And then the thing we got to realize, that. and I don't think we, a lot of people, you know, think bigger picture here. It's like, you know, this is Vince McMahon. His wife is in the Trump administration. Now, I know she supposedly stepped down uh, recently, but, you know, so they're into the whole politics thing. So it's like this kind of stuff really is a big deal in the political world. You know, where you just don't want to uh, create this kind of issue or controversy, especially with that kind of term war. And like you said, the war raiders, you know, shouting out war, war, war. I mean, because that's like really trying to promote that war is like cool and something that, you know, is awesome to do. And clearly that's not (laughs) the case. I know. I know, and it's just funny because yeah, the, the I'm almost positive they still came out and did the War 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 thing, even though they were called the Viking Experience. But yes, the, I don't know what I'm supposed to experience. I don't want to experience Vikings. I don't understand why they actually needed needed to change the individual. Men yeah, that names. threw me off. Like they were already Hanson and Roe, so now they're Ivar and Eric. Like I don't know why you're going to change their individual names. Hanson and Roe was fine. Those to me sound I, like I almost Viking feel names. like they're Viking just trying to is. connect to like the international crowd because I, I feel like that's something that's like more connected into other countries or something. Yeah, I have no idea. It was weird. It happened. Then you know, like I said, you tag you team them up with the revival who are supposed to be the bad guys. So then, I'm, am I supposed to cheer them? You're putting them up against Ricochet and Alistair Black, who are established good guys. Am I supposed to boo them now? Like, what am I supposed to be doing with these guys? It was weird. It's a weird name. I know you thought it was weird, regardless of what you said now, because you texted us almost immediately wanting to know who's watching Raw about 10 minutes into that show. Yeah, so you I did talk want to about talk it. about it. So I know it threw you yeah, off. Yeah, and like I said, my, you know, 
I don't have a problem with the name change. I, I, I the word experience is where I have a problem. Even if they called them just the Vikings, I, I I probably could have lived on that and been fine. I just find it weird that they put the word experience in the name of a tag team because it just. I mean, good lord! I've been watching wrestling now for thirty years. I just, I, I don't get it. I don't get why that's in the name. It's definitely weird. I'm sure at some point we'll be calling them the VE at some point or some short shorting thing or I don't know. I'd be curious to see if we can get the hang of it and what we want. All right. To I do. definitely want to hit the Lacey Evans thing. I know we're going to have to worry about time. So hit it. Um, hit it. Hit it. Lacey Evans is finally now not just coming out and just doing her wave. Now she's actually getting physical and has actually had a match, and I believe that match was to determine who the number one contender is for the Raw Women's title, so it looks like um, they're ready to pull the trigger on Lacey Evans and give her a shot. So what do you think, Chris? I'm, I have no problem with Lacey Evans. I, I was enjoying her coming out and waving. That was, that was working for me. Like, just her coming out at random times and waving – um, was cracking me up, so I was fine with it. Um, I thought they were doing fine. I've enjoyed her matches when I saw her in the May Young Classic. Um, she's a little rough around the edges, but she's learning. Um, I enjoyed what I saw of her match with Natalia. I'm pretty sure they cut the middle of that out of uh, for the Hulu cut because they went to commercial just starting, and when they came back, they were she was all bloodied up, and they were like really out of breath, and they were pretty much heading home. So I'm pretty sure whenever they have like a Two commercial break in a match. I lose so, the middle of the I gotta match. I got to ask, uh, did you pay attention to that moonsault that Lacey Evans did? I, I swear I think she really injured Natalia because it was, it was almost like... I wouldn't like, be surprised. She landed she, like She kind of like bounced on her. It was like, a, like as soon as she hit her, she like bounced and then fell back on her. And then like the way Natalia reacted, I was like, oh, I hope she's not injured. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was knees to the gut. And it probably did not feel good. It was a nice looking moonsault outside of the fact that she needed to go just that little yeah. bit further. Um, I'm fine with it. My only question that comes out of the whole thing is what do you do with her now? Do you take Becky, who's supposed to supposedly your hottest top star that you have, selling the most merchandise? You've now given her both the Raw SmackDown championships, you let her main event WrestleMania. Have her big WrestleMania moment. Be the first woman to ever be able to do that. And then she's up against now this person, Lacey Evans, who's technically like her first, this is her first feud. So now do you let Becky just lose to her? Or do you bury Lacey Evans? Like usually the, the, the champion, whoever they fight after WrestleMania is usually always a blow-off feud. You know, Daniel Bryan won at WrestleMania 30. He had a feud with Kane. You know, the, those feuds that come out of that April-May period of time, those first couple feuds for a new champion, are usually fluff. Like, she, Becky Lynch should be fighting Natalia, should be fighting Ruby Riot, should be fighting some of these people that are good and they can wrestle, but you're not burying them if you beat them. It would be nice if actually um, the first encounter between the two um, maybe ended in DQ. Or, or something along that line so that they can have, you know, another match at the next pay-per-view. I would at least hope it that it would last about two months, you know, to give her some credibility. Um, obviously, she's not going to come out of this feud as a champion, you know, because uh, I definitely see uh, Becky Lynch going into SummerSlam being the champion. But, you know, I don't necessarily think a victory 
is needed. You know, and I get historically when we're debuting characters, automatically we think, oh, they got to win. Well, not really. I mean, if, if, if you tell the story right, you can really make both characters look good. You know, maybe the first match ends up being, you know, a DQ squash and, and then the, the following one ends up being a, a decisive victory. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's ways to do it just historically. WWE's not, it's not their strong suit storytelling all the time. And it's just why put Lacey Evans in this position where it's such a fine line of her looking good and her getting buried. And right. unless you're really going to pull the trigger and just kind of whiff on Becky for whatever reason, because Becky shouldn't be losing anything anytime soon. If you really want to push her as being this dominant force within the women's division, you need to treat her like that. So it's just, I don't know, understand why putting Lacey Evans in this when there's lots of other women who would enjoy the spotlight and do something with it, but it wouldn't bury them. And Lacey Evans, I feel like this is her one shot and curious to see what they're going to do. I like her though. So I don't, I don't mind it's new. So that's cool. Yeah. All right. I got to hit the next, I got to hit this next one and I'm sorry that I'm taking over your job here. Hit it. EC3. We we got to really hit this because, um, and I know this show's about you know focusing on the love, but I am just not seeing the love here. Um, what in the world did EC3 do? To be, I, he had to have upset somebody because this EC3 thing has been a disaster since he's been called up. He gets squashed by Braun Strowman this week, and I mean, it was just a joke. I mean, that officially just made EC3 irrelevant. I don't have an issue with Braun Strowman versus EC3, but make it an actual match. I mean, make make EC3 at least look good. I don't care if he comes out losing, but good lord, you squash him. I mean, the guy's got a million-dollar body. And he actually is a good promo, and they don't let him talk. So, and Chris, I know you're probably sharing a similar feeling, man. Lay it to me. Yeah, I I don't know what he did. I know there are lots of stuff that he said after he was, you know, let go because, you know, he was in developmental for a while for WWE, and then he left and went to TNA and Impact and did all that. And I know there are interviews out there, him bashing WWE and talking trash and doing that stuff. So whether or not they're holding that over his head and saying, ha, now that you're here, you're stuck and we'll make you do whatever. Or, I mean, I don't know if someone's holding a grudge or just does not. But, yeah, he was never allowed to get out of the gate. They brought him up. And I, I feel bad for all of those people that they decide that they rush brought up. Lacey Evans, Lars Sullivan, Heavy Machinery, um, Nikki Cross. You know, all the, those six that they did to bring up this whole, oh, new faces and we're going to revitalize Raw. All six of those, I feel bad for them because now – they're using the superstar shakeup as like, oh, remember, remember EC3? Here he is. He's on Raw now. And you're like, yeah, he's been here. You know, like none of them are new. Even when Lars Sullivan came out the night after Mania, I'm like, meh, I don't care about Lars Sullivan. He was already supposed to be here six months ago. So yeah. it's just, you kind of feel bad about for that that group got brought up in this weird rush where there was zero plans for him. But come on, there's got to be something better for EC3 than doing nothing not talking not doing anything uh, yeah there's got to be more Absolutely. now i know apparently on like a main event he came out managed by J drake maverick 
And okay. apparently in Impact, the two of them were a, a big team where they did a lot of stuff together and supposedly were pretty entertaining. I've never seen it, but I've heard about it on some other podcasts. So they might decide to put them two together, and supposedly they could be worth something. But it's, once again, what WWE decides to do with it or not is kind of a bummer. I don't yeah. I don't know, man. He'll be another one asking for his release. Yeah. All right, I'll let you pick the next one, even though I got one in mind. Hey, you can keep going. I like I said, I only have little things okay. because I was I was I didn't have any love, man. I I definitely uh, Lars Sullivan. Um, I'm definitely going to go on record and say that I'm actually very excited about this guy because I've been watching wrestling for 30 years, so I remember wrestling when I first started watching, and Lars Sullivan is that classic heel wrestler he even's got the, he's got the look of it too and that that monster big not good looking type thing and and he's rolling with it and it's kind of exciting because especially in 2019 i feel like this is an opportunity to bring back that classic heel character now the only thing that's throwing me off is that he's throwing he's showing up on both shows now so it's like i i just want to see him center on one story who who are you going at first because it's like first you're i i believe he attacked kurt angle and then next he, he attacked the hardys and then he's, uh, good Lord, I'm losing track of who he's attacking, but it just seems like Rey he keeps... Mysterio not... on Monday and R-Truth on Tuesday. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, what direction are you going with him? What show are you going on? That's where I'm getting confused. Well, and have no fear, I am here to help your confusion, and it is our segue into SmackDown. And our first official roster member of SmackDown is Lars Sullivan. So he was, according to WWE's website, he was part of the Superstar Shakeup, and he is on SmackDown, where he should be, because if Braun Strowman is going to be on Raw, Lars Sullivan's got to be on SmackDown. You yeah. can't have the two of them on the same show. So Lars yeah. Sullivan is on SmackDown, where realistically he should be. Um, I'm curious to see what they do with him, but I've never seen anything. He's never done much for me, so I'm curious to see right now. He's coming out, beating up big guys, cool, um, beating up the legends. I'm Waiting for the story to see what they have, decide to do with him. Have you actually watched any Lars Sullivan matches in NXT? Yeah, I watched all of his ones in NXT. Okay. He fought Aleister Black when he got his jaw dislocated. He does fine. He's just um, probably I think just the that... pro I'm wondering if the problem that you're having, because I, I, I know when you started watching wrestling, and that kind of character was actually a little, it was before mm -hmm. the period that you started watching wrestling, because, I mean... If you had the patience to go back and watch um, some matches, I mean, good Lord, you could really even go back as far as the, the 60s and the 60s and 70s. And the, these that that look, like the way he looks, that is exactly how the classic heels looked. And I mean, it's like just the, the regular trunks and they, they look ugly. They're a little hairy and, you know, they just... They're just bulky. They're not like bodybuilder muscular. They're just bulky. So it's like, to me, it's like knowing a little bit about that, of that history. I'm just excited because I'm thinking like this is an opportunity to bring that, that past formula. And I really do think, you know, it could work in today's times, you, you know, because he wrestles definitely a little bit different than those guys back then. Yeah. No, and he's, I, he's fine. I think my biggest 
other biggest thing with him is that he was supposed to be here six months ago. So it's one of those things where it's just like, all right, you're here now. Do something like this. This slow build and stuff, and just coming out doing random attacks. I would have been fine with in November or October when he was supposed to show up. But the fact that he's been on this delay for six months, kind of like, all right, I'm ready for you to just jump in and see what you're going to do because I've been waiting for him to come back. If that makes sense. I just, I just hope that the the listeners and and fans. I really hope you guys can just put that out of your mind because I really think that this is. This guy's really a talent, and I hope eventually you're going to see what I'm saying. Just put all that stuff out of your mind. Be open-minded. It's out. It's out. So I'm going to go through the rest of the SmackDown draftees. Um, First up was Heavy Machinery on SmackDown, so they were officially given a home. Mickey James was moved to SmackDown. Apollo Crews was moved to SmackDown. Chad Gable was moved to SmackDown after the show ended, so Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are no longer a tag team, and that was not put on TV. Liv Morgan was moved to SmackDown, not on TV, and they broke up the Riot Squad without making any noise about it, which is kind of crazy. Buddy Murphy was announced in a little promo backstage that he's showing up on SmackDown. We already said Lars Sullivan. (laughs) I want to save this one for last. Well... Kyrie Zane was moved up, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about that. Uh, Ember Moon, the war goddess. Bailey, Elias, Finn Balor, the IC champ. And as Mr. Fitness told us, Roman Reigns was the big dog moving to the new yard. I'm actually just, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. I'm actually excited about Liv Morgan being pulled from the white right squad. Now I know some people are going to disagree with me. I think she could definitely be a great single star. There's something about her. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe that, you know, she's kind of got the iconic effect on me (laughs) as I want to call it. Um, I I really think she'll be okay. Yeah. I'm curious about it. My only problem was just that they didn't, Make it, I mean, the, the the ride squad's been around for years at this point. They've just were having big feuds with all three of the women in the main event, even though they were used to just as fodder. But they were still there. They're still doing their thing. They've still been focused on TV. They were at WrestleMania and the in the women's battle royal, helping Ruby Riot get people out. So I mean, it's like give them some moment on TV to end their relationship you know or be broken up or whatever they're gonna do but i'm fine with Liv morgan and i'm hoping that they do something well not everybody can have the shield experience okay yeah who's getting what three (laughs) breakups they got another one coming sunday on the network (laughs) yeah gotta watch it (laughs) the last ride of the shield i thought they were just gonna re-show their last match and apparently it's a brand new match yeah it's it's probably a dark match (laughs) oh good lord um i know so uh, huh no, no, go ahead. go ahead. Well, I was going to say, how do you feel about uh, Asuka once again getting teamed up in a tag team, as we said earlier, and during the Sasha thing, two single stars. They brought up Kyrie Zane from NXT, and they stuck them together with Paige as a tag team. Uh, all right. It, I, and I'm going to keep saying it until I'm blue in the face. You can't be established as a single star... And then all of a sudden be put into a tag team and it'd be successful. It just, fans can't, once they, once you expose the fans, 
whatever you were you were exposing them originally, that's what how they're going to remember you. They're they're not going to be able to look beyond it. There's only a few instances where fans have been able to look beyond the first time that they saw you. Example: Bray Wyatt. Which, by the way, when Bray Wyatt first debuted, they were chanting Husky Harris. So, That's but that was who he was. <laughs> yeah, but Oscar. Here's the thing: Oscar was a great character. There was nothing wrong with it. Kerry saying, "I I don't like the pirate thing." I'm going to be honest with you. But I get it. It, it. it appeals to other people, and, and, and they liked it, and she was successful, and that's cool for the people that like that. But to me, I feel like this tag team thing, it's almost like a consolation prize. It's like, yeah, you yeah, you didn't uh, succeed as a, a single star, or sorry, we had to let you drop the, the women's title, you know, like a week or two before WrestleMania. Here's a consolation prize. You could be on a tag team. That's what I feel like this tag team is. My my problem with this entire thing, and it's going to get a little crazy, but my problem is Kyrie Zane. She's in a tag team in NXT called the Sky Pirates with Io Shirai. She has a tag team partner. She is known as a tag team with them. They have a name. They're the Sky Pirates. They're there. Now, why would they think... Now, bringing Kyrie Zane up and putting her with Asuka is just looks like they're just like, well, Asuka's Asian. She could take Io Shirai's place. Let's just throw her them together. And like it just like like you said, it just seems like it's it's just it's a what's the point? If you want to have a tag team, bring up the bring up Io Shirai and Kyrie Zane and have them be a tag team. Why put Asuka in that position? And you know what my honest answer to that is? I don't think Vince truly believes that that tag team from NXT is star power enough that you got to throw Asuka into that mix to even give it any kind of relevance. And that's truly what I, that's just my opinion of what I think Vince is thinking. It could be, but yeah, just like you said, now, now this just looks like two single stars. If you would have brought up the Sky Pirates and had, and you could still have Paige manage them. If, the, if you're worried about a language barrier, if you're worried about any of that stuff and you want to have Paige manage them, you can still do that. But now, and that would have even made more sense. Having Asuka in there now, Paige to me seems weird. You know, it's like if you had brought up Kyrie Zane and Io Shirai, who, know, who the main roster or the main WWE Universe isn't familiar with, Having Paige be able to introduce them is one thing. But now you have Paige, who's now introducing us to Asuka, who is already established and was just women's champ like two weeks ago. So what does Paige have to do with that tag team now? Like, none of it makes any sense. And yeah, I, I'm selfish because I want more for Asuka because I really do enjoy Asuka. And she should she deserves more than being forced into just a random tag team. Yeah. Now, can I throw you a curveball? Because this actually got brought up at my track practice by someone that's a wrestling fan. So now after this shakeup, do we have the IC champ and the Intercontinental champ on the same show now? They haven't announced it, but the rumor is that Samoa Joe is supposed to show up on Raw, but he has the flu. They just haven't actually officially said that he's there. So for all intensive purposes, as far as I'm aware, yes, they're both on the same show. But they started the Braun Strowman-Samoa Joe feud after Mania, and it seems like that's where they're headed. 
Well, because now, because that's a real big question to bring up is like, if they had the U.S. title and the IC belt on SmackDown, then on Raw, you only have the the uh, Universal title. Technically, is you would have that in their tag. In the tag. So, and that was, it. and when my athlete brought that up, I said to myself, I was like, that is very interesting if that ends up being the route that they go. That Raw is going to now just have one singles championship, and is that a good thing? It would, I mean, it would really be fine. What's the IC title been? What's the well, US title I, I'm been? just... Usually, historically, if the IC title jumps and the U.S. title jumps, they usually try to keep those on separate shows. And then, does that hurt SmackDown by having an overload of titles? Then I think it would, and that's why I can't imagine them doing that. But yeah, I think that would be too many belts. Unless you're gonna, unless you're gonna get rid of tag teams on SmackDown, move all of the tag teams, the men's tag team, to Raw. If you move all of the, you know, you have to level it out one way or another, whether it's getting the women in one place or getting all the tag teams in one place or doing something to alleviate some of that, the gold on yeah. SmackDown. You'd have to do something, right. but I don't know. They could. Uh, yeah. They might be getting ready for that Fox move and just putting all the belts over on uh, yeah, right. on SmackDown <laughs> to show what they got. Um, All right, so, so let, let's go to the big one. I know we're, we're running on time here. Let's uh, Roman Reigns. We the big dog has now been moved to SmackDown. So I'm I, you know I'm going to go ahead and open up with my thoughts on this. Um, I think this is the best possible move for him. Simply put, I. We, you know, the shield thing. If if Dean Ambrose is really not coming back, you got to separate Seth Rollins and and uh, Roman Reigns because Seth Rollins right now, this is the time for the Universal Title to actually have some relevance. We finally got a champion that's on that's going to be on every week. And if you look at Roman Reigns, it's like you know he had to relinquish the WWE title as a result of the leukemia. Naturally, if it, you know, when you think storyline wise, he's going to want to go back into the WWE title picture. Well, there's no storyline purpose for him to feud with Seth Rollins. So I think this move to SmackDown is brilliant because now he can go ahead and continue his pursuit of getting back on top on the other show without jeopardizing the the shield effect or whatever you want to call it, their friendship. Mm-hmm. Now, I found it interesting that they went with the angle of Vince McMahon being the one to, to be in the ring. And because we both know they're trying to get the fans behind Roman Reigns. Vince McMahon has got just this natural heat because everyone knows that he's the guy running the show and he's trying to portray the character that way where he he makes all these decisions that we don't want. So, you know, and then he does a Superman punch. This is just my opinion, Chris. You, you chime in, man. I, I think the fans are going to go back to booing him. They already are. 
they already have been they were he wasn't on the raw after mania supposedly when he came out with Seth Rollins to do the shield thing the night the raw after mania the crowd was booing and Seth Rollins had to yell at the crowd for booing him he wasn't put on that show on purpose he was going to get booed here. He's he's back. And you know why he's back? And they have no one to blame. They they only have themselves to blame because they came back. He came back. He got had the sympathy sym, symphony symph, Oh my god. Can't talk. He had the sympathy from the fans. Everybody wanted to cheer him. Everyone wanted to be happy for him. Then they were playing the storyline of is it too soon? Can he be back? Feel bad for him. Feel sorry for him. Do this. Then what does he do? He beats Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, proving going right back. And he didn't even do it in a, hey, I'm, I'm nervous way or, hey, I'm a, I eked out the win. He just did his normal, here's my Superman punch, here's my spear, my ooh-ah in the corner, here's my spear, one, two, three, and just dispatched Drew McIntyre. Showing right there, okay, Roman's back. It's the same Roman we didn't like and everybody booed six months ago a year ago the past five years it's the same roman everybody booed you had the opportunity to let him lose to drew mcintyre cement drew mcintyre as a beast put roman reigns it's not going to hurt roman reigns to lose that match at mania and then it creates that story and it creates something different for people to get behind you have to create that underdog story you're never going to get the underdog story with roman reigns like you do with a daniel bryan or a kofi kingston this is how they could have gotten it they could have gotten it with the sympathy from leukemia you know as as bad as that sounds they had that they had the ability to create an underdog situation in roman reigns and they decided let's just go back to what we've done for the past five years they'll cheer because he had cancer and you're like no they're not going to because you're going right back to the exact same thing that people booed and if you would have told a different story this was their chance to redo the roman reigns build redo the whole thing now putting him on smackdown is fine yeah new people smackdown's cool i'm excited for that he'll feud with elias a little bit and then he'll fight kofi or kevin owens or whoever whoever wins the belt next and he'll win and then you're right back to where we were and he's gonna get booed and so unless they're gonna unless they're gonna go forth and turn him heel he's not getting cheered and it's gonna be every week it's gonna get bigger and bigger until we're right back where we were because they forfeited the opportunity to tell a better story and went right back to what they were doing six months ago yeah, and it's a bummer because I like Roman Reigns. I enjoy his matches. I his work ethic. I'm fine with what he does. I just it's it's the booking for this, and I would want a more compelling story. I had the same problems when The Rock was the top guy. I had the same problems when Stone Cold was the top guy. When they always win, you lose interest in them because then they you just yeah. know Roman Reigns comes out. Okay, he's gonna win. Right, and that's just right. where you go with it. So it's just kind of a bummer in that aspect. Um, that, but that's just my opinion, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. Um, I think a lot more people just hate him just to hate him. But well, I just and want I more. think yeah, and I and I get it, you know. And I think everyone that's listening, you know, we really got to look at the shakeup as okay. This is an opportunity for you know some fresh matchups, some fresh stories. I think, and, and I know I was telling you guys um, when I was texting you, I'm still positive about everything after the shakeup. Of course, nothing's perfect. You know, there's certain things that we've obviously pointed out. But I, I, I truly believe moving forward, we're in for some good stuff moving forward. Um, 
I, you know, I know we didn't talk about the Miz, and and I think the Miz's move is is a positive move forward to him getting to the title picture. Lacey Evans, you know, finally wrestling, I think is going to be a good thing for her. Uh, Roman Reigns, I still think that you know this is this is the best move for him, you know. And then we're going to have Seth Rollins, you know, able to do his thing and and do have a nice run. So as much as everybody's probably, you know, a lot of people are looking at the superstar shakeup is kind of blah. Let it play out. I, I think good things are coming. The summertime usually provides us some good stuff, you know, with with the money bank, money in the bank, right around the corner and SummerSlam. So just be patient. I know our society's a little, you know, impatient when it comes to seeing the things that they want to see, but I, I think we're getting there. I agree, and with that, I think we're going to call it episode twenty-five. The big two five. We're very excited. We want to thank everyone for listening who's been with us since the beginning. And here's to another 25. Finish off the year. We got through our first WrestleMania. I'm excited to see where we go as well with the superstars as they've been shooken up. And we should be back next week. Hopefully Ed will be back so we can hear some of his thoughts on some of these new changes. I'm excited for more emails, so definitely shoot those emails to 123yeswrestling at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about the Superstar Shake Us. Let us know what you think about uh, where we're headed, the new belts, Roman Reigns. Just let us know. Um, Might read it on the air like we did with James earlier in the episode. And uh, definitely, um, I'm going to do the best that I can to make episode 26 as I'll be coming back on Wednesday night or Wednesday during the day. I don't know. Um, Hopefully, I'm going to be coming back with some interesting stories about my Dolph Ziggler comedy show experience. So definitely come check us out for episode 26. And maybe with a little luck, I can get something recorded. We'll see what happens. So... Uh, but like Chris always says, drop us a line. You know, like I said, I know there's a lot of opinions about, you know, certain wrestlers and the shakeup. Definitely, you know, email us at 123yeswrestling at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts, opinions, questions, and believe us, we, we will not hesitate to, you know, bring it up on the next episodes and give you proper recognition so that we can discuss, you know, your thoughts. And with that said, we'll we'll see you next week. Might be Friday, maybe a little bit later, depending on how schedules and flights and all that stuff goes. But you've been listening to 123 Yes Wrestling. And until next time, take it easy, guys. All right. See you next time. <laughs>